Welcome to the What's the Point podcast with Andy Evans. Andy Evans is a surveyor. Maps are his thing, and making maps is where he ended up in his career to date. This podcast is going to explore the wonderful world of survey and mapping, and hopefully it's going to get more followers than its self-indulgent blog. Any help and contributions are welcome. So, let's get started with today's episode. Yes, that's what I want to do. Recording in progress. Okay, so, um, yeah. Dave, uh, Dave Campbell, I'd like to say hello and welcome you to the second episode, the difficult second album of uh, What's the Point, the podcast. Um, my name's Andy Evans, as, as everyone will know, I hope, now, by now. Surprising the response has been pretty good. But Dave, um, hello, good day. Hey, Andy, thank you for having me on, sir. I'm really excited to be here. Excellent, excellent. So, um, and I'm really pleased you could join me. Um, uh, I've became aware of, of, of yourself uh, and the guys you work with through the Broom with BIM podcast. Um, and then interestingly, a little bit later on, we actually met through work. Um, and I'll go into that in a little bit more detail later. But I'd just like to, for the, for the audience, I'd just like to say um, that Dave's provided a, camp, uh, uh, a bio for me to read through. So Dave Campbell is a senior application specialist with Top Gun Solutions Store. Um, 10 plus years of construction experience and six years as an application specialist with the, with the solution stores there. Um, and the background uh, is within the army as a combat engineer. And that's, um, you know, we can, we can explore that a little bit later. That's something my father was involved with as well, which you may or may not know, Dave. No, I don't. Um, and uh, two combat deployments to Afghanistan, learning many things like operating heavy equipment. I love that. Um, construction of the of the of the construction yards or the connect yards you might have to go through that i'm not actually i'm not familiar with that term connect yard um and the, the forward operating base combat outposts you know all you know clearly important structures that are required for for the work over there that you were doing and then after coming home um associate degrees in architecture, architectural design uh the design portion of construction and is currently working as a certified instructor certified professional in rugged architecture Structure and MEP uh, focused primarily on the Autodesk products and found teaching many of the Revit, Bluebeam, Autodesk construction cloud courses. It's quite a um, quite an introduction there, uh, Dave, and I, I realize there's a lot of words in there that, that we may explore. I, I would hope that most people in the uh, listening to the podcast will have a good good idea of what we're talking about. Now, my first day face to face encounter with you, Dave, was in January of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a shared interest in, in a product that, that I'm working on. Um, that's not the point of this podcast, but it was a pleasure to meet you face to face. It makes this conversation a lot easier. Um, I think we've got a sort of shared uh, amusement with the world and how we outlook on things. And uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast. What's the point? Yeah, how are you thank doing? You. Um, is, is there anything you want to add to that? Can we can you explain? Can you explain Connex to me? Yeah, so um, the Connex yards are like the the big steel storage containers. Um, A lot of our stuff would come over on boat and then you'd have it trucked into um, one of the different locations. Like for me during my first deployment, um, we worked on a, uh, it was called Sharana, Fob Sharana, or Camp Sharana. And really what happened there is we dug out an area where we could store a lot of those incoming um, storage containers. Now, those storage containers could have equipment. They could have, I mean, if they were refrigerated, they could have food, different items that we would either 
equip for our base or uh, align with another unit that would come to pick it up and, and take it off to the different uh, locations that were needed in the country. Um, so that's where we would store a lot of those incoming kind of metal. You'll see them on like uh, semis driving around. Um, they typically will have those big metal containers and we'd receive those in those yards. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And just for the benefit of the UK audience there, I'm assuming when you talk about a semi, you actually mean a Arctic. Arctic oh, like a tractor truck, trailer. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so so I find I find that it's a fascinating thing. So I've, I've worked um, with, with guys in the US as part of the team for, for a long time now. And there's a few little uh, idiosynchronicities uh, there that, that don't work so well in terms of, of language. Semis is one. Um, you guys always talk about topo as well huh? which drives me potty but um <laughs> but there you go and that's just you just got to spell it differently right um mm -hmm. and, but uh, and then i'm just you've just reminded me though of something else i wanted to say when so dave and i first met uh I, we, we met in the afternoon in an office but then later went on for a social um mm -hmm. in, in, a, in a bar as, as they always are uh which is good for for you know i, was, I presume that's where the broom with bim podcast is heavily focused on the on the brew side of things mm -hmm. um but i do remember sitting down and having a very long and involved in-depth conversation with you about fish yes yeah um yeah i do love fish i mean i i, I love uh i don't know i kind of love nature in general i love exploring i love learning um we've kind of i initially when i first got started with fish i started with like a, a an aquarium you know something small and then worked my way up to a 20 and when we bought our most recent house um we bought it came with i think a 300 gallon fish tank and um you know my mind it's it's funny because i love uh i love cooking i love baking so my mind is always going to how can i continue to grow my own stuff like grow my own uh lettuces grow my own herbs my own tomatoes you know all my own plants i love gardening everything like that and you start, you know, when you have a fish tank or you have a uh, system like this, my mind just instantly starts going to, well, how can I use this? There's a lot of waste in this system. I, I'm wasting, you know, I keep buying these filters and this water's running through these filters. And I'm like, I'm taking all this stuff out, but I feel like I should use this. And, uh, you know, then you start thinking about aquaponics, hydroponics and running down those rabbit holes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's yeah. cool. But what's interesting, then, like knowing, knowing, you know, in terms of bringing it back to the to the podcast a little bit, thinking about what you do as a day to day job um, in, in your application specialist role, um, you've already immediately triggered me into thinking, right, he's talking about what he's going to do with this fish tank and how he's going to reuse stuff and all the technology that's in there already. And I'm, I'm drawing parallels with other guys that, that we work with who the hobbies that they have in their spare time. The, the links and the connections between what that is and what they do day to day is, is immense, isn't it? You know, and yep. I, I'm assuming that you probably sat there every time someone comes to you with a, uh, with a uh, I don't know, a construction cloud question, you're immediately sort of drawing from experience of, you know, it sounds ridiculous to say, but running your fish tank, <laughs> you know, yep. in a, in, as a construction project, you know, that's yep. the, yeah, it's a, it's a fun thing. So, um, as I said, thanks ever so much for coming on onto the podcast. The, the, the whole aim um, is looking at not necessarily at the details of engineering survey and construction as such, but seeing what underpins it. And, and so the, the, those that, that, that have heard the, the previous episode will know that the, 
podcast called What's the Point? It's a play on word. Points, lines, areas, that's the fundamentals of your map. Um, and so I'd like to talk about maps, ultimately. Everyone understands a map. They have a significant importance in the world. Um, and I'm going to start with question one of the five questions that I'm going to ask you in the series of this, this, this podcast here. Dave, when was the last time you used a map? That's funny. Yesterday, actually. Uh, I had to drive to St. Louis, Missouri, and I needed, and now I used my phone map. I used Google Maps, uh, not a paper one. That's been a while since I've used one of those, but uh, as far as a digital map, yeah, I use one quite often if I'm on the road uh, driving somewhere to go visit a client or uh, do some consulting, I'll pull up a map. Mm-hmm. And, and in terms of, you, know, you mentioned there specifically digital map, um, the, 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 last, uh, the last guest on the podcast asked me specifically, when I said map, he immediately wanted to check that he could talk about digital maps in the, in, in the air. And that, that's all fine. It's a safe space, right? Um, yep, yep, when's, yep. when's the last time you used a paper map? Oh, a paper map, man. It's been it's been years now. In saying that, um, I could use them through my civilian. Uh, you know, I used those up to a point until GPS became a thing, and we had um, oh, I can't remember the original. You know, GPS things you would put inside of your car. Uh, some fancy cars you'd have to upload a, a a nav disc to it. But as far as a paper map. I actually more frequently was in the uh, in the army when I was in the army doing land navigation. Yeah, cool, cool. Okay, good. All right, so let's move on. Question two. Um, now this can be digital or paper. I presume it's going to be digital. When was the last time you needed a map? Tell me a bit of a story around that. <laughs> All right. So, um, well, I, actually, I mean, I have so many stories. So I, I travel a lot for. Uh, for for work for what I do, um, kind of travel all over the country, and uh, maps are pretty needed for me. Just because a lot of times I fly, I'll, either I'll fly or I'll drive into these unknown cities, and I'll need to navigate myself to the hotel. But also after that, I really want to find my way around, and generally I use maps for that. I'll try to find restaurants or find a bar or find a, a good um, a good spot. Even, I'll tell you, even when I'm um, planning my trips, um, maps are really key for me figuring out where I want to go. I have to line up, be close enough to the client's office, but I also want to be um, in a good, you know, kind of spot close to some restaurants and things like that that I may need after I finish up. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting you, you made me think there as well you know I, I think what i'm going to find is a lot of the people that i hang out with it's going to be a bit of a weird question you know um i would imagine that naturally a lot of the people i work with and the people that i'm talking to here are going to go yeah, yeah of course i use maps all the time but mm-hmm. i know that there's people i come across who you you show them a map or you you talk about going downtown and uh, and they can only do it using google maps oh they, yeah there's, so, so I guess I suppose I suppose where that question is going is well, there's two things. I'm going to jump. So I've got an order for the questions here, but um, uh, I'll come back to that. Actually, hold that thought for a minute about all right needing maps and using maps and coping mechanisms. But question three on my agenda: When was the last time you made a map? Oh man, that one's a hard one. Um, I don't think I've made a map 
in a really long time. I mean, really? maybe sketching some some something for somebody, you know, some directions kind of thing. Um, I mean, as far as making a um, in the army, we would make some types of of maps for our routes, uh, known points. We would make uh, every morning, actually, during my deployment, and then um, but different when I was home in the states. We'd make different kinds of maps, but on my deployment, we'd usually make a map because I did route clearance on the second deployment, mm -hmm. and we would kind of map out where we were leaving our fob, what direction we're traveling. We need to know um, certain points on our on our route where we were going to um, if we were going to radio back into um, our main talk, our, oh gosh, tactical operations center. Um, we had a specific type of radio that would do that. And we'd have to find certain points, um, that would actually, so the radio could reach. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'd plan a lot of that out. Um, if we were going to, uh, Ron remain overnight, um, somewhere we'd have to kind of plan that out. So we'd make a map on where we we're going to go. Um, if things happened, where we would react, where we would go to different things like that, mm -hmm. but it's been, Probably since uh, 2012. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that, that's interesting. So there's two things there. One is, would you, um, in terms of marking out those places, was that physically marking on the map with a pen yes. or a marker of some sort? Yeah. Okay. And then thinking back to what you do with your day-to-day -day job, in terms of extracting information, I don't know. I, I know you do a lot of data prep and pulling stuff together for clients and things. You know, that's 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 the nature of the, of the beast of BIM, right? Uh, but um, what what about extracting? Would you consider extracting information from, say, a point cloud or, or from from engineering data that you've got? Would you consider that was making maps as well? Or, or what's your thing? I mean, that's that? that's interesting. That's that's an interesting thought. I mean, yes, in all reality, um, I've seen it on many times actually in hospitals and in. Um, Oh, the hotel I was just at. It's funny you say that, but like an escape route, a fire escape plan, you know, things like that. Those are pretty common in, in, in the architectural, like the building industry. But even even let's say with a point cloud scan. Um, yeah, you're creating a map of the building, almost like a, we call it a floor plan. But yeah, it is exactly. a map. Essentially, it tells you. Yeah, that's a that's a good way of thinking of it, man. I never really thought about that, that uh, that and if. You, you think about if you scan, let's say drone flying or anything, a, a um, I want to say a surface, but an area, right? Without a building on it, mm -hmm. as pathways, a park, anything like that. Yeah, that's that would definitely be creating a map. Good. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the right track. Cool. Yeah, um, I like so, that. So, so that's cool. I mean, that, that's and the reason I asked that question is because that's kind of how I think, you know, um, one of the one of the things that we're doing here is is thinking about um, uh, one of my aims here is to 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 make the work that we do clearer mm -hmm. to people that think about maps. So you know, ultimately we're mapping all the time, we're dealing yep. with points. You know, if you break it down, I've, I've had a good conversation with, with a colleague of mine. I'll, hopefully, I'll get on the podcast at some point where we spent a lot of time breaking down smart cities right down to points, lines, and polygons. Because you've got to start from those individual points and how those points are connected with lines and how they're connected in areas. And, and yeah. then, you know, how do you build up your representation of what's around you? Uh, mm -hmm. And it's all, map it's all mapping. 
but it but it's interesting how it was it was interesting to see your response then when i when we, we started talking about it you went oh i hadn't yeah i hadn't thought about it like that yeah, it is, it yeah. Is yeah no it's crazy because you you start you know mentioning that and i i it's i have to think just the uh oh probably a couple months ago I was mapping data from one common data environment to another, giving it the direction, specifying the path. Yeah. And it's, and I wouldn't really think about that as we're talking about a map, but yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Cool. 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 But then, but then you've also highlighted the thing there is a classic conversation piece where um, <laughs> one of the things when I started really getting drawn into the planning piece of, of construction, um, mm-hmm. we would talk about coordination. And, yeah. and when you talk about coordination from a BIM point of view or a planning perspective uh, or from a geospatial perspective, wow, right. Yeah. <laughs> Total disconnect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's funny. It's true because, I mean, we have, when we have that conversation, I mean, and we have that conversation a lot because coordination has to happen. And yeah. it's best that it is either, you know, specified we're going to use this positioning at these coordinates or, that somebody will, will create the coordinate system for everyone else to map to, like position on, and that's yeah. what they use for the coordination of the project. But if that's not done, we've found many, many times it will can and will wreck a project, especially clash detection or any type of coordination for trying to just bring the models together and aggregate them. Yeah, yeah, and th- and that's where I I fell foul because I started talking about coordination with somebody that. I thought he knew that I was talking about geospatial coordination. Mm-hmm. And then when I started going off, you could see him just go, why are you talking about coordinates and, and X, Y, Z? And I was like, well, the clue's in the name, coordinates and coordination. Yeah. Surely that's the same thing. And he's like, no, <laughs> no you dummy. It's, <laughs> it's something completely different. And I'm like, wow, you know, different worlds, different worlds of communication. Yeah. And this is, this is what excites me about what we do and, and the experiences that we get together to share, you know, other side of the Atlantic and talking mm-hmm. slightly different ways, but still trying to get the same outcome. You know, it, it, it's, it makes it makes for an exciting time. So, yes, okay, question four for you, Dave. Um, what do you do? And this is, I, I was going to hop onto that and ruin my whole plan, but what do you do when you haven't got a map? So, Well, that's a good one. Yeah. So me, typically, if I haven't got some kind of map to go off of and... I'm, well, it depends on where I am. I mean, I know I know the sun rises, where it rises and where it sets. Um, generally, that'll give me my initial bearing. Um, otherwise, I'm looking for a compass or I'm looking, trying to make a compass, looking for signs. Now, this is if I'm, uh, again, kind of lost, right? If I'm lost and I haven't got a map. Um, but typically, I mean, again, it depends on where I am. If, if I'm in a city, generally, I'm going to find a corner. I'm going to find a known point or a, a corner of two streets and kind of realize now most cities will go numbering or the way that they name their streets. It's always funny to see, but um, they kind of run that direction and they typically will run um, parallel and it'll be like A, B, C or one, two, three. Um, So generally I can find my bearing there as well. Cool, cool. Well, you just reminded me of something that I've I've got a book that I'm gonna make sure you get hold of or I'll recommend to you. I'll get the details for it afterwards. Um, yeah. You mentioned you mentioned that grid layout in the US, which is brilliant for navigating town. You, I presume it's actually really comforting to have that as a navigation <laughs> yeah. system. Um, whereas here in the UK, um, 
there's a there's a piece in the book I'll, and I'll, I'll i can't remember the name of it right now but um i'll make sure you get get that and i'll maybe add it to the notes of this yeah. podcast um but there was this whole section on street naming mm-hmm. and uh and you know it's things like um uh typical names were repeated through town so you knew where the town hall would be or where you yeah. could drink or you know all that sort of stuff and it, it's it's common sense it's not it's not it's not amazingly groundbreaking to even talk like this but it's quite funny to see how it's how it's presented um yep. but then it's interesting as well your immediate response to me was ah uh, you know what yeah i'd think about doing a um uh, working out how to find where north was if i couldn't see the sun mm-hmm. i love that absolutely fantastic and it segues perfectly into this question are you wandering dave or are you lost oh i'm definitely wondering i mean yeah. some days some days i feel lost a little bit like man what am i doing what's my direction but for the most part in all honesty i feel like um i'm not that eccentric i'm i'm i'm, I'm wondering um kind of finding my way through life but i'm also flowing with it i realized you know um that's a beautiful thing about it. I'm kind of just letting it go. I've it's I, after your last uh, podcast, I did give that one a listen and I loved his answer. And yeah. I started thinking about that myself. I'm like, man, am I wondering or am I lost? You know, I like to think about that, but I think the lost is too much anxiety for me. You know what I mean? You feel, you get that feeling of, Oh no, you're, you're, you're really freaking out and trying to figure out where you are. No, that's too much. I, I figure for me, I'm more of the, uh, I'm even wearing a shirt that's perfect for this today. It says I'm not lazy, I'm energy efficient, and it has a sloth <laughs> on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, I've realized uh, during my course of life that it's better to just go with it and, and kind of just enjoy where you're at. Yeah, there's going to be points where it's, it's a little weird, like what is going on? But at the same time, you can just keep going and you get through it and, and uh, find your way. Cool. Okay. That's a great answer, Dave. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, and, and then, and then, of course, you know the format, you know what's coming next. There's the, there's the, the question I didn't tell you about, although you listened last week. So, so there you go. What's the point, Dave? What's the point? Oh, what's the point? What is the point? That is a great question. Um, hmm. I'm not sure. That's a, that's a, that's a really good question. I mean, for me, my point is um, just learning, continuing to learn every day and right foot, left foot, I guess, essentially just keep, keep going, keep moving and keep learning. Uh, and that's what I'm trying to you know, show my kids. I got five of them now yeah. and I learn from them every single day, you know, and also I keep trying to, you know, tell them a little bit of teaching them a little bit, go with the flow and help them figure out what their point is or, what direction they want to go in, you know, because then once you find that point, once you find that known uh, direction, let's say that, uh, oh gosh, control point or, you know, that area that you, you, you know, you want to kind of be at, then, you know, be fluid with it. Obviously you want to keep moving in the right direction, but life's going to take you all over the place and you just keep moving. That's a beautiful answer, Dave. I love it. It's um, so it, it's cool, isn't it? Um, I, I think, you know, that's a great way to wrap up. Go with the flow. I mean, yeah. it, sounds like, it sounds like you're doing the right thing. Five kids, man. I, I, yeah. You're, you're looking all right for it, so I'm sure it's okay. But, you know. Oh, yeah. 
I got three myself. That's pretty tough. Uh, five, I can't imagine. Um, yeah, dude. They keep it going. Enough, enough respect. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'll tell you what we'll do. We're going to, um, it's been wonderful talking to you. Uh, have you got anything you want to ask me or or, or you, you feel you haven't covered or, or want to add to, no, to what we so, man. About? I was just excited to, to come on and, and uh, thank you for having me on, Andy. I, I look forward to seeing how your podcast grows, man. I'm excited for you. And um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm just excited to see where this goes. And any other time you want to you wanna talk, just let me know. All right. Thank you. So I'm learning from the best here, guys. Um, those that are tuned in, remember I said you can catch up with Dave and, and his colleagues on the Brewing with Bim podcast as well. Uh, and obviously, you know, episode three, Watch This Space is coming up. Episode two, uh, well, Dave, um, as I said, I'm recording walks and all here. So uh, <laughs> I'm planning to get this out this evening, but, uh, but don't pin your hopes on it. I'll do my best. All right. Thanks for your time, Dave. Yeah, thank you, Andy.